The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Well, let's uh, let's talk just about a couple of the things that have uh, come across the the transom. Uh, DOJ sues Texas over law deeming illegal immigration a crime. Mm. Okay, Marco. I mean, did you work in Florida when I guess? Remember when all the Haitian immigrants were coming yeah, in? Yeah, the Cuban refugees. Yes. Cuban, yeah. That was happening in the 80s. Uh-huh. And maybe mm. middle to late 80s is my recollection, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when Scarface. I'm trying to think of the beginning of Scarface okay. movie because it says that in the beginning. Okay. I think it was mid-80s yeah. that they came in. So that was, that was an interesting time. Oh, yeah. And people were coming. I mean, literally, they would grab on to... You know, uh, an inner tube, yeah, and try to make it over those rough seas to yeah. get in. So they were really risking their lives, and I think they're still risking their lives because. Explain to our listeners, and I'm, I didn't warn you about this, but tell us what a coyote is when it comes to we're talking about the southern border. They yep. call them coyotes. So they're running people across the border, and they're paid usually by the cartel to run people to the border. Uh, and get them across. Now, in the process, if somebody gets sick or injured, they're going to leave them there. They yep. don't care. It's right. a coyote, yeah. Uh, and they're not really concerned about their safety. They're concerned. It's a it's a it's a business deal, right? And so uh, they're just pushing people across the border. Push, push, push. Okay, because you were in law enforcement for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Do you think a coyote gives a rat's you know no. what? Whether it is a Fifteen-year-old young male who just is seeking asylum, or a Chinese nationalist who has evil intent in his heart—they don't care for our country. All they see is that's a that's a uh, a money deal to right. get that person across. It's the a border. transaction. I, it's like drugs. I, if I'm a drug dealer, I don't care unless I'm trying to make a reputation for myself in a certain city. I don't care if the drugs are bad or not. Right. I'm going to sell that drug and make my money. Who cares? Right. I don't care. The coyote does not care. Right. Of what they're doing that's a that's a business deal i'm paid to get this person across and i don't care what their ultimate goal is and that's who is running the border not our government right absolutely right they are controlling our southern border but right. if you don't think we're going to pay in some aspect we already are right it is 6 35 mark lamb here with you along with marco gabrith i'm getting my temperatures really this is what happens when you have a guest like Marco in the studio. You talk up to the time you're supposed to go live on the air. It's 22 in Lynchburg, 22 in Roanoke, 23 in Danville. Very, very cold morning. Uh, the water out front, because we have a couple little you know ditches right there that have just worn out pulling in and out of uh, our, our driveway here at the radio station. They were, they were iced over this mm-hmm. morning. Of course... Um, I avoid those because I don't want to fall in. Uh, right, right. <laughs> with, my, with my little vehicle. But uh, anyway, we're going to have a good time this morning. We're going to finish out uh, the week strong with a couple good guests, uh, Marco being one of them. Colt uh, Johnson from We Fix Stupid Computers will come in at 7.30. We'll talk to Matt Ferguson, who you just heard from, our staff meteorologist. We'll have him by phone at 7.30. But just uh, want to cover, you know, just a couple of stories. One of them we're going to do more of a deep dive into because we have Marco, uh, you know, sitting here and I, and I can tap in, into his uh, brain. Let's just go to that one right now. Uh, proposed bill that would ban all concealed handguns in virginia bars now we we barely touched on this when we had you by phone yesterday Mm -hmm. and and uh this is kind of a straw man situation uh i i you know (laughs) i thought of this years ago because uh president obama was the best straw man Mm -hmm. president Mm -hmm. that i'd ever seen he would build a straw man yeah 
they had lots of hay apparently in the back right. uh, of you know of the uh, White House there on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. He would build up the boogeyman that mm-hmm. didn't exist necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. There may be a hint of something because right. it, it does have to have that element of being believable right. for people to be duped. Mm-hmm. So he would constantly build straw men, and I'm going. There is nobody of any significance saying what President Obama is saying, but yet he is the one that's going to save the day. That's right. Well, that's kind of what's happened here, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they're they're fixing a problem that does not exist. Right. And, it, you know, all these politicians, well, we want to support business, we want to support business. This is going to hurt business mm-hmm. because you'll have people, you're going to still have a lot of people that will walk right in that restaurant and carry concealed. Right. Uh, and the ruling is, the, the new law they're trying to propose is, uh, that if let's just pick Applebee's, if you go into Applebee's and you have a group and not and nobody's even going to drink alcohol at your table, right. you're going to sit as far away from the bar as you can. You can't carry concealed mm-hmm. because that establishment serves. They have an ABC license. Right. Um, that's going to hurt business because you will have people that respect the law and they're afraid of the law and they're going to follow the law and they're not going to go out to eat now at certain places because they want to carry concealed. Right. Um, I won't go out into public. You know, I feel that if somebody's going to, if a business is going to tell you, you can't carry concealed in my business, my next question is, well, then what are you going to do to protect me while I'm in your business? Right. Do you have armed security, armed police, or what, you know, how are you going to protect me? If you're going to disarm me in today's world where people are violent, right. I think we're going to talk about that judge being attacked. Yes. But, but you know, people are just off the wall and, and crazy, and, and they're going to that first emotion, which is anger, and not the second emotion, which is calm and reasonable right and uh so this is going to hurt small it's going to hurt those establishments that serve alcohol because people aren't going to go frequent them if they can't carry concealed yeah and it's not the people that are carrying concealed you'll probably also see armed robberies and violent attacks go up in these places because others know well that's an easy target it's a soft target now i can go rob this place because nobody in there has a gun to stop me from doing the violence that i'm doing i'm this is and and I know you served, you know, a number of years ago. You began what year? Uh, in police work. In, in police work. Uh, 84. 84, okay. Yeah. So you finished around 2004, plus or minus. Started with a mullet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank I was, you for that. I vision. was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to talk about, and, and just provoking, this is what I love about doing this mm-hmm. and doing it live. Mm-hmm. Tell me how much in training as an officer especially now and i don't want to go into the the stupidity of the equity stuff because that's what's gobbling up so much now but let's just talk about the psychological aspect in training that you were taught as an officer of the law And, and i'm talking about like you know knowing how to keep your own emotion in check when other people's emotion are totally out of check right what what does that training look like a, an aspect maybe a ratio yeah, of yeah. how much training you receive well in the police academy back then in the late 80s it was uh you know do as i say it was a lot of force mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of talking it wasn't a lot of verbal judo it wasn't a lot of de-escalation uh, so that was the police academy. But when I started with my first police department, I had some older guys that took me under their wing and they really taught me. And this is where the training really comes in from the old salty guys, right, right. you know, that are on the road and that know, forget what you learn in the academy. This is how you do it. Right. And those guys told me people want respect. Mm-hmm. Listen to them and give them respect and you will win. Yeah. They want to be uh, not. I had some guys tell me not everybody needs a ticket. Not everybody has to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So you use discretion. You look at everybody as an individual. Uh, but it, but boy, times have changed. 
times I would not want to. I'm glad I did it from the time I did it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel sorry for those guys and girls out there now because not only do they have the bad guy working against them, they've got internal affairs working right. against them. They got politicians working against them. And uh, you've got stress from all different angles. Sure. I was never going to an armed robbery or a shooting. I wasn't stressed out. It, my stress came from internal stress mm-hmm. on what kind of ridiculous complaint is this citizen going to make up on one of my guys I supervise, you know, because they got a ticket. And it's just, wow, it's now it's just too sensitive. Right. You've got to be way too sensitive. I want to just address to that. You know, I don't want to ever like let someone use drugs or whatever to say well they acted out because of drugs that there is a truth element to that right but in my mind what the drugs do is that is brings out the worst of an individual it does it's like alcohol alcohol is truth serum right alcohol it can completely change somebody's personality yeah yeah i i so it's real we have to recognize that it will it will uh it will height, heighten a level of stupidity That's right. and unruliness right. that is just unimaginable. Right. And I can't explain, and, and I'm sure you probably – how and, – and I don't want to get into the story about the judge yet, other than to say, if you saw the video, this guy had like almost superhuman strength, and we don't think he was high because he was right. – I think he was sort of incarcerated up to that point maybe. or No, he was out on bail. That's right. My wife said, yeah. I can't believe he was out on bail. But you almost get – when you get this stupid, it's almost a demonic overtake yeah. of the and, person. And he spoke quite a bit before that attack. Yes, and, and we're going to play some of that. And his he wasn't sending out any signals of being under the influence. Yes. Um, speech wasn't slurred. Mm-hmm. He was speaking intelligently. Very he wasn't, calmly. Yeah, very calmly. He had his thought pattern going. So I, looking at the video, I didn't think he was under the influence of anything. But, yeah. but boy, he went from – it was like day, a real quick. flipping yeah. a switch. Yeah, it was. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a judge in Nevada that we'll dive into going in, uh, coming out of the next segment. We've got Marco until about 730. If you have a question for Marco, you know, remembering what he does for T4 Tactics, he, he helps you understand situational awareness. And when you're going into, let's say, an Applebee's, for example, mm-hmm. or whatever, right. um, the first thing you start doing, somebody at that table has to if not everyone at that table is have a plan when you go in you've told us before you will not sit in certain places right you want a strategic and and it's sad that we have to think this way and i'll never forget what a friend of mine dean pratt told me many years ago he he you know trained in you know karate or something and he said his sensei said he would always stand in a position you wouldn't know it, right? But his position, his posture, right, was a defensive posture yeah. in case somebody got stupid on him, right? And it's sad that we have to think that way. Yeah, yeah. And it's not living in fear of paranoia. A lot of people say, right. "Well, I'm not going to live like that." It's not living in fear of paranoia. It's a mindset. It's the same reason why we have a fire extinguisher down the hall yes. or in our kitchen. It's the same reason why we put on our seatbelt, right? Uh, it, you know, or turn our headlights on in the rain. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's uh, it's a mindset, and it's not. I don't live in fear of paranoia, but I'm. I'm constantly aware of my surroundings and I'm ready for something if it were to happen. Right. And I enjoy life. I go out to go to eat, go to yeah. the movies, go to sporting events, concerts, enjoy life, but just have a plan and be ready. Yeah, just just be smart about it. Yeah, yeah. It's 6:44. We're going to go into the break with uh, Nate 
uh, Bargates, I think is how you pronounce his last name. We're going to play a lot of him this morning. Now, he takes uh, some shots at his marriage, <laughs> but it's quite funny. And I, and I don't think these comedians, because they eventually have to go home and sleep in the he, bed. He's just saying what we all think. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and there's something I have to address with you, because I, I've joked around about Marco's biceps. You know, there's the size of my thighs. Um, but uh, there, there is a... Uh, have you heard about the conservative calendar? No. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. There's a conservative calendar for men. We'll, we'll dive oh, in. really? We'll get you in trouble right before we okay, let good, you go around good. 720. Uh, we'll talk about this conservative calendar that's uh, been released. In the meantime, some funnies to take us into the break on this Friday, uh, January the 5th. I travel uh, all the time. And if I, if I fly, if I fly Delta... If I buy a ticket through Delta's system, my name in their system is Nathan. And on my license, my name is Nathaniel. I do not remember making this decision. (laughs) It's a big deal. You can't just change it. I've tried. I've asked Delta if they could change it, and they're like, we can't change it. And you're like, then I don't know. I don't know where we go from here, you know? (laughs) If you can't do it, who can do it? I mean... Do you call, is that why people call senators? Do they do it? Is that, no. What you have to do, you have to mail your birth certificate in. Some moms give their children their birth certificates. I've never received mine. I thought I was the proof of my birth. I will never go through that process to get my name changed, so I just deal with it. And it gets brought up. Once I was checking a bag, and the guy by the counter, he sees my ticket says Nathan, the license says Nathaniel, and he was like, this is not good. (laughs) He goes, these names don't match. And I was like, but they match, right? Like, you can see the leap that we took to get from one to the other. And he's like, but they're not the same. I was like, but they're the same. And... I'm realizing he cannot find out people call me Nate at that point because I mean, he can't handle that. He's going to call the police over to be like, there's a guy with three names trying to fly right here. If you guys want to just shoot him from over there or something. So I was like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, you should go home. That's all I got. He's like, I was like, let me just try it. You know, shouldn't I try it? I said, look, I'll give you that those names don't match. But what I think is going to help a ton is the picture on the ID. Something that I've always loved that they did. And I think with 70% of that name matching and 100% face, it's 170%. I think I'll get through it. That's good. That's good. Oh, gosh. So over the years of 20 years, you had to work with somebody like that. Well, I, and I see it a lot now with customer service. People can't think outside the box. Right. And now, you know what? We're going to, I think um, Colt's coming in to talk about AI. Yeah. But we're going to see a lot about, I think we're going to see more of that now is you're not talking to somebody with a personality that right. has understanding mm-hmm. and that maybe can think outside the box. You're talking to a programmed entity. Right. And I dealt with it over the weekend and it's just, I went in circles and yeah. I and I was texting. And this, is this a real person or is this AI? And they just kept answering, not answering my question, right. but how can we help you? And I'm like, I'm not even talking to a human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I did. I, I I saw it a lot with police officers that couldn't think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Like you just sometimes you got to just not break the rules, but you right. got to understand this is the guy that's trying to fly. You know, right? Let's, let's get him on the plane. <laughs> but some people, nope. The rule says this. I can't do it. Okay. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> that's good. Maybe you should just go back home. <laughs> Just go home. I mean, just like when he says Nathaniel and, and Nathan, and the guy goes, "Oh man, we got a problem here." Yeah, and I can't let the guy know that my that some people call me I mean, Nate. Nate. It'll yeah, blow his it. mind. Wow. Uh, Marco Galbraith here. Janet not feeling well. We're hoping that she recovers over the weekend. Talked to her yesterday. She may check in with the uh, with the five and dine here around seven thirty uh, or seven forty five. Uh, good morning. You're on the morning jam. Mark, it's Todd. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing well. Happy New Year from Marco. Yep. Yeah, that's great, Marco. It's nice to hear you this morning, and I heard you yesterday. How's Janet doing? She's she's hanging in there. I mean, her voice sounded pretty rough yesterday when we talked around uh, 12 o'clock. And I yeah. said, look, I'm just going to – Marco said he could, he could help us out today, so I'm just going to get him. We'll try to get you in for a segment or two, maybe get you to do the five and dine. So, uh, yeah. you know, she was feeling – a little bit better but sounding worse if mm. that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah well go back to the uh, common sense which is what we're really speaking of when you were talking about the ai stuff I've, I've always said i've been in a retail business most of my life i said most people need to work in the retail business for a little while mm-hmm. just to have to be around people right yeah to, to meet people you know and i think that's part of the problem in america you know too many people don't have social skills yeah so when like the like the comedy guy you know that's the problem you know we don't we always see black and white sometimes when there is gray area and everything sure and and i think what we're seeing what we're seeing a lot of times now is a lot of employees are just there to clock in at eight o'clock and to get off at five they they don't it's not about the work it's about when is my ending time they a lot of uh, when i'm seeing customer services people don't care they could care less if they take care of your problem or not well, when I interview someone for a job at my store, I usually tell them up front, so look, we're gonna we got a thirty day window here that you know, we're gonna see if you like me and I like you. Mm-hmm. Good. If good. it does if it if it doesn't work out, no hard feelings, yeah, we're gonna move on. That's right. And if it works out, great. You know, you'll be with me for you know, I've got some people been with me since I started. Mm-hmm. Thirty years. Nice. Yeah. And nice. I've got some people that don't make it thirty days. Yeah. I mean right. you know, because in the retail business we have to respect the customer but also protect our business. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's yes. two things that go on there. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know and Margaret, I was gonna tell you a friend of mine, you did a thing for their business and uh they she was she's totally impressed with what you did at their business. Oh and, cool, uh, excellent, thank you. Yep, just want to give you that as a heads up. I won't mention the company, but uh, they are very impressed, and they, were, I think, it followed through with some of the things you gave them. So. Excellent, All right, I appreciate y'all, that. Y'all have a great day, and don't tell everybody to get the bread and milk. You know, hey, yeah. the weather tomorrow, Evanel Market. We got a truck this morning, so okay, we're ready for them. All, All right. right, man. Roger Excellent. that. Y'all. Roger that. Hey, I concluded right. yesterday. Uh, you know, Todd, that with with milk, eggs. And uh, and bread. Basically, everybody's eating French toast. Am I right on that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A little syrup, maybe yeah. some jelly. Yeah, know? that's yeah. right. It goes either way. Hey, brother. Thank you. Be safe out there. Thanks for calling All in. All right, buddy. <laughs>
<laughs> Todd from FNL Market, our sponsor for Janet's Five and Dine. I uh, love that place. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, a hometown oh, feeling. Absolutely, and, and it's not you know it's not your chain grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you get that uh, that you get that. I can tell he's got people working there for a long time for him because you get that that feeling that they care about you. Yeah. And it's just a different place. Yeah, it's it just, a different vibe. It feels like it's fresh and yeah, yeah. It's not which it's not the normal. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Marco Galbraith in the studio with me for uh, about another half hour or so. If you have a question for Marco, you know, this is your chance to uh, get some free advice from him. If you have a business or or maybe you're working somewhere or you attend a church or whatever and you'd like uh, some answers on some things, feel free to call us 866-916-3776, whether it's a, you know, situational awareness kind of question or whatever uh, we are heading into uh, marco uh, i believe uh, one of the most politically charged tumultuous years that we've ever seen because there's mm-hmm. so many so many things that are spinning mm-hmm. that could go off access quickly and yep. break and and cause you know and i i got to be careful how i say this but i'll just put it to you this way and you you still have friends that are in intelligence whether yeah. it's local or federal or state but when the last election happened mm-hmm. there were people preparing for anarchy yeah yeah and and it, and, and, th- and some of that information has been released so i feel like i can say yeah. some things but i was told by someone who knows someone and this was reliable that that if trump would have won that there were things in place already mm-hmm. for total anarchy. Yeah, I'm wondering how long they're going to let him let Trump go if he's the if he's the nominee. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long he will be. Uh, and you can read into what I'm saying, but I wonder how long they're going to let him continue because they were not going to let him be president. I don't think it, whether it's Trump or not, they're right. not going to let the Republicans take over the White right. House. It's I not going to happen. <clears throat> let's just say Trump wasn't in the picture. Right. If. It doesn't matter who the Republican right. nominee is. It's not going to happen. You can place them in there unless it, and I hate to say this, but if it's a, let's use John McCain type Republican, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they loved him until he became the nominee, right. and then they hated him. Yeah. Just go back to Atlantic Magazine when, when McCain ran. They put a picture of him in black and white with fangs and blood dripping. Yeah. That's what they turned John McCain into when he became the nominee. Right. And they will do that to every Republican from here on out. Mm-hmm. Whether whether they're uh, a centrist, middle of the road, and I think that's what McCain was. I would even say he even tilted left a little yeah. bit on some of this stuff. But and, and a great war hero. I never want to downplay right, right. what he did. Right. And that he had the chance to leave the Hanoi hotels, what they called it, mm-hmm. as a POW, and he chose to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, so so he is an honorable uh, American hero yes. in my in my mind. Um, but whoever that Republican is, you can just pick him up, set him down into that template. If it was Ron DeSantis, he would be the devil right now. Oh, yeah. And he is like just little devil because, right. you know, he, he maybe could somehow get in there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah, it's just sad. They're going to go on the full attack. And, and you know, the GOP sits back and uh, just the, they might they might have a committee or a hearing right. where the GOP might might put out a tweet right. or a talk or a podcast. That's really all the GOP does. Right. There's no action. The, the I always say the Democrats are playing tackle football and we're playing elementary flag or touch football. Yeah, yeah. We're just not serious about it. Absolutely. And that's why we're losing. If the country is really in peril, and I believe it is in peril, it is. 
we better damn well act like it's a That's right. That's right. Okay, you want to call me a foaming at the mouth, wacko, then I don't really care yeah. because you're going to call me that anyways because I won't align myself with your leftist agenda yep. that has taken this country down the toilet. Yep. So well, just stand up. They're aggressive and we're not. Right. And and look who's winning. They're, oh, they're winning. winning. They're completely destroying the country and they're they're beating us yeah. because we sit back and we're too passive and submissive. And we all we all watch as they sing from the same hymn book, even though they may hate right. each other in the Democratic Party. They they sing from the same hymn book. They the e- are united. The eagle has two wings and it's connected to the same body. Yeah, absolutely. Marco Gabbroth with us. He'll stay with us uh, through the next half hour. If, if you have a question for Marco, please call us. If the FCC lets us come back on. <laughs> it's 7 o'clock. Scrambling. On Friday. Well, more Friday funnies. We'll balance it. Help help set this up because you're familiar enough yeah. with the story of, of what happened with the judge and so on. So it was either his, it looked like his sentencing, the way the judge was talking. And, yeah. and he was going on and on uh, about how, and he was talking very articulate. He's yes. not slurring his speech. Doesn't seem like he's under any, any type of drugs, alcohol, narcotics. And, uh, and he's talking about, I got a job with the Teamsters, yeah. I did this, and the judge goes over his criminal history, and it's a very violent criminal history. He's not handcuffed, uh, and then she's reading uh, that, okay, well, this right. time she's going to give him a little bit diff- Did you find it? Yeah, I found yeah. It. Here, here we go. Like, I feel, I feel that, like, I shouldn't be, like, sent to prison for a second time. Have you looked at your criminal history? Have you looked at your criminal history? Uh, actually, just... I look at it. I mean, you lived it, I suppose. Uh, I just looked at it, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Three felonies, a gross, nine misdemeanors, multiple DVs. Domestic violence. Got a lot going on, sir. Yeah, um, I just figured, like... Battery on a protected person, robberies. All right, and then this is where she concludes. I, I don't want to stand here. I want to have to, you know, sit up there and waste your time as well. He says he's done the best he can in light of his mental health issues. His attorney explained that the 30-year-old does not have a high school diploma and planned to pursue that while training for a new job he'd just gotten with the Teamsters, telling the judge Redden will do well on probation and is worth the risk. I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of state of Nevada, this court Okay, this is the point where mm-hmm. he's gone from this just articulating pretty well right. to losing his marbles. Right. What happens next, Marco? Then he scales the counter, which we were talking earlier. Yeah. If he if he had been an athlete, he'd be a superstar football player. I mean, he he is running towards that judge's the bench, the bench, and jumps from about five feet away, right. and makes it all the way over and i would say that bench that bench is chest level to yes. to an attorney standing there yeah so it's got to be i would i would say that bench level has to be at least five foot yeah, yeah and he he clears it yeah up and over uh and, then, and it's got to be two to three foot deep yeah yeah and yeah. he clears it and lands on the judge right and starts pouncing on her right right so and this is what i do i part of what i do at t4 tactics is is i went to north carolina yesterday got to go to tennessee today for some businesses that have violent attacks and we look at what went wrong yeah and you know very very constructive we're we're, it's more victim assistance than anything but Mm -hmm. but when we look at this he's got an extremely violent history let's put some extra deputies in there this is where we get into a normalcy bias right where well nothing ever happens in the courtroom so it never will right let's get some extra deputies there why is this guy not handcuffed exactly. and sometimes you can't handcuff them 
for their rights. Yeah. You know, during during court procedures, you don't bring them in in a jumpsuit, orange jumpsuit. It can it can affect how the jury sees them. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But uh she saw him coming and she froze she just didn't you do can anything. see the look on her face with the camera that when he starts at her she just sat there and froze that's where we need to be ready to have that mindset that so about two seconds yeah, yeah. at least occur right from the time he starts coming out from around his table right to her two to three seconds right before the leap yeah she had time to jump up go to the right which would have put a computer monitor now in between her and him that would have slowed him down right uh and and uh but we get into that normalcy bias where it won't happen to me nothing's ever happened in this courtroom right we have to just be ready for it and she could have if she would have moved to her left yeah that monitor sitting there and i got it you've got to see my screen just scoot around and look at the look of the uh the plaintiff he's got his mouth wide open like i can't believe about what's ready to happen here right he he is frozen right as well right he could have jumped in yep he had enough time he only had to move four feet to get in front of him right and he just was froze yeah and usually in court cases, the ones I've been in, when we've got some really bad guys and it's sentencing or, or they're, they're in a position where they're not handcuffed, there will be a deputy standing right next to the judge yeah. in front of, in between the bad guy and the, and the judge. Right. And I'm surprised they didn't have that here, but it could have been just, well, let's hear this case and then move on to the next one. Yeah. We get into that normalcy bias or we're that comfort zone where nothing's going to happen. For the next 20 <clears throat> to 30 seconds, you see his elbow coming mm-hmm. up yeah. and he is pouncing the judge yeah now two people have jumped in right now right to try to separate him but he is still wailing on the judge he's gonna get her and his criminal history showed he has the potential and the capacity to do that yeah uh yeah it's some things you just look at and say that was an avoidable attack right you know but we get and i'm not i'm not dogging but i did it in my police career i'd walk up to a domestic disturbance oh here's another you know husband and wife fighting but you can't we can't do that anymore no No. you have to be ready at all times things can go sideways there used to be a certain decor even for criminals but not yeah no no, there's no longer there's no respect you've got the stupid ass and excuse my french right you've got the stupid ass tv shows that encourage this right You've got all the cray-cray people, wise of Atlanta, right. rap stars of this one, yeah. this one and that one, and they do the dumbest thing on camera. Well, and they also know they're not going to get prosecuted. He probably won't see a lot of time for what he did. That's oh. just the way the system is. Let's not punish. Oh Let's gosh. do this. Let's do that. And, uh, you know, there there are – got to go to Baltimore um, in two weeks. Uh, to address some concerns of, of a business. And one of the concerns is the the police aren't making arrests because the prosecutor's office isn't prosecuting. Right. So it's bringing in more issues for this business. And it's it's like a, the twilight zone. Yeah. What do we do? How many, how many, maybe statistically you know this, of these folks are repeat offenders that just get a little oh, the, slap a on lot, them. a lot because they know. First of all, if you're a career offender and you get you, you you're going to do something, well, they may not prosecute me, but if they do, I'm going to go to to jail. I get a chance to see the dentist. I get right. a chance to see the doctor. I can get you know a, a weight regimen. I can work out with weights. I get three hot meals and a cot for you know the three weeks that I'm in jail. Then I get out and I get to network with other inmates other criminals to find out how i do things it's not a big deal for them to go to jail right because their their street life is so bad right jail's just okay well i'm gonna get taken care of 
And I want to talk just a minute about the desensitization of, of our society through culture and right. MTV. I, I recently listened to a podcast, uh, Megan Kelly, because I like her. I think she's mm-hmm. a pretty straight shooter. She had the guy on from uh, the Jersey. What was the MTV show? Um, something Jersey. <laughs> Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. Yeah. And how the one guy actually was just into drugs big time and yeah. how he snuck his drugs in even when they shot in europe and how you know he kind of came full circle in his life that's a good a good ending uh, hopefully he'll stay on right on track but these shows show uh, um a, just a plain stupidity mm-hmm. of an unruly life and they glamorize it mm-hmm. and we embrace it we embrace anything it. that's bad in this country we tend to embrace yeah the media right and tv shows it's cool it's in and our young kids are picking up on that we you school, don't think we're teaching them that by, yeah by default that letting them watch yeah this we had is, a school shooting yesterday in iowa yeah. Uh, yeah. And and, uh, and he had an IED, an improvised explosive device. Wow. So they're stepping the game up. Yeah. He was he was a very troubled youth. He was picked on. I'm I'm I bullied. Remember hearing, yeah, bullied yeah. a lot. So we got to watch the bullying in the school. Uh, you know, a, a lot of active shooters feel like they've been targeted or they've been done wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's why bullying is anti-bullying programs in schools and communities is so very important because these kids get bullied, bullied, bullied. One day it's going to be time for payback. Yeah. And that's where our active shooters come from. Some of them. Dale, we're going to put you on right before break, brother. Happy New Year. You got Marco Galbraith and Mark Lamb. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Sorry to hear that your uh, second fiddle is sick. Yeah. Yeah. My second, my white chocolate lover. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But when she's sick, they bring in the real talent. (laughs) They bring in the heavy hitters when Janet's out. (laughs) Right. I I see that. That's good. That's good. So what's talking on your about mind? this guy jumping? Well, talking about this guy jumping the judge. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that one of his things he's trying to go with is, oh, the mental health. He has mental health issues. That's why she's right. in jail. I've right. said for decades, somebody who has who kills somebody because they're mentally ill is more dangerous than someone who say catches his wife messing around with his best friend and, and reacts. He's right. no danger to anybody else. Right. Somebody who's mentally ill. Should not be an excuse to get out of jail. Should be a reason to keep them in jail for longer because they're a loose cannon. You never know when they're going to go off like that guy did with a judge. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Agree. With they don't you, know that they don't know the difference between fantasy and reality. Yeah, that you can't do that right. to somebody. That, right. Innocent by cause of insanity is is insane because right. they are more dangerous. Way more dangerous. You never know what they'll do. We need to reopen the. The saying the sounds and fill them up real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. Appreciate it, Dale. Have a great weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to lighten it up just a little bit. We've been a little bit on the heavy side here. Marco Gabbroth with me. And and unfortunately, he has to live in that heavy world. Even though he's not heavy, there's not an ounce of fat on this man. Uh, <laughs> I've got enough for both of us. It's like my buddy used to say in high school, my buddy Jeff Mitchell, who I, I, I love and I still stay in touch with. He told his uh, one girlfriend, he just loved this girl. Mm-hmm. He just loved her. And, and, and she did not uh, reciprocate. He said, but you don't understand, Lisa. I've got enough love for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work we'll out. We'll make it work. But it worked out for a little while. It right. is uh, 719 here on the Morning Jam. Friday, Funny's coming at you here. We're going to bookend it here. Her brother married us. That was free. The photographer was just a buddy of ours that had like a, he just bought a new camera. So we were like, you didn't do our wedding? We've been married uh, 12 years and our wedding, uh, it was not good. 
this is not, this is not my fault. This was my, my mom and my wife planned the wedding and they're both cheap. So they cut corners. If we hire someone, if we hire someone to do something in our house, I promise he does not do that job full time. <laughs> He'll be fixing our dishwasher and we're like, do you paint houses? And he's like, yeah, I probably could paint houses, you know? <laughs> His business card says, how hard could it be, right? Can't be that hard. Uh, we got married on Friday the 13th. Got a pretty sweet deal on that. <laughs> they were wide open. We're like, what times are available? They go, every one of them, all 24. You can call us that day if you want. Her brother married us, that was free. The photographer was just a buddy of ours that had like a, he just bought a new camera. So we were like, you didn't do our wedding? Never done anything professionally and it, it showed. Uh, <laughs> His camera stopped working during it, and he started taking stuff out of it. Like, that would be the problem. Like, it's like, yeah, you know what? I bet they put too much stuff inside of it when they built it. You should yank some of those wires. That's not supposed to be in there like that. Our DJ was awful, and that's because we got my mom to hire the DJ. I don't know who thinks to ask someone in their 50s for DJ recommendations. No one ever is like, Mom, are you in with the local DJ scene by any chance? She hired someone older than her. He just had CDs, and this was when computers were doing real good. <laughs> he got uh, super drunk, played the same song three times in a row, White Wedding, which he said was by Billy Joel. <laughs> he only had one leg, seriously, and that's fine, you know, no one cares until he starts messing up and then you're like, why does he have one leg? That's good. Nobody really cares. Nobody really cares. Dude, he's only got one leg. <laughs> like, wow. This guy's name, I, I, I just stumbled on him and I'm so grateful. It's a Nate, B-A-R-G-A-T-Z-E. Bargates, maybe? Yeah. That's how that's pronounced. And it's enjoyable to listen to them when, you don't, when they're not F-bombing every, yeah, yeah, every exactly. third or fourth word. It's, and, it's a family. You can bring the family in on that one. He was, he was a clean guy, like he said, right. and uh, having some, some fun with it. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Hey, Mark. You got to get some Theo Vaughn on here, man. Um, that dude is hilarious, man. Well, this guy's pretty <laughs> but, good, too. What's up? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, what's the deal? Uh, so, Megan Kelly was saying yesterday that we're going to hear from Jeffrey Epstein himself. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. Is there some tapes? That's what she said. Is, uh, is he really dead? Is he? Right. Maybe he's hanging. Really... He's in the Bahamas with JFK That's and right. Elvis. That's right. Eating donuts. Well, actually, Elvis is actually in. No, he's at uh, Oh, Arkansas. Okay. All right. Hey, you yeah, got... he's a he's a preacher and uh, oh, he's a he's a little Baptist preacher uh, well, in Arkansas. I Look thought... up Bob Joyce. Okay, I thought he was a Baptist. Hey, we got Mark only for a few more minutes. You got a quick question for him? Well, I just uh, Marco's awesome. I'm glad he's hosting. Uh, that's that's the best. I mean, 
me and him will work out. We work out hard, and he worked out hard, and I remember that. And uh, I'm just uh, glad he's on today. And, uh, I was just going to throw it out there to get some CO1 on me. I got you, man. I got you. Appreciate Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so, Marco, we only do have you for a few more minutes. Uh, well, let's talk about 2024 and kind of – I said it's kind of going to be a tumultuous year. Mm-hmm. What should we do as good citizens that love this country? We love our, our area. We love our state. And I can't say we love the world because the world is just so nuts out there. Um, but uh, what, what, what do you see? What kind of precautions and how can we j- enjoy 2024 in your mind? Buy guns and ammo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Again, you know, enjoy life to the fullest. Don't sit home and think, well, I can't go here because there's a big crowd or I can't do this. Right. Enjoy life. Don't live in paranoia or fear, but but have an ample supply of water at home. Yeah. Uh, food. Um, I stay away from the survival food because it's loaded with sodium. That's what I've heard. Which is going to bring up your blood pressure under tense situations. It's going to make you run through your water quicker because there's a higher sodium level. So yeah. uh, I suggest more natural uh, remedies, you know, for food, right. beans, rice, yeah. stuff that's not loaded with sodium. But but think about maybe having a little bit, if you're on prescription meds, getting a little bit more prescription meds because yeah. things could get shut down. But walk through your house and just think, what if? Yeah. What if we had an EMP? Or what if we went under martial law and we're, we're shut down? Because we don't think it's going to happen. You know, on on September 10th, if we said we're going to have a massive terrorist attack in this country, we right. probably said, "No, you're 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 crazy. No, we're right. not." So people think that it's not going to happen. We just have to be prepared, and the, and it's not expensive. You don't have to overthink it. It's not living in fear, or paranoia, right. but it's just have some extra things at the house that you know what. If we had to be shut down for six or seven months. We're going to be okay. Well, let me, let me tell you how my wife has changed this real quick. Yeah. She used to joke with me. I pick up a sep, se, second can of beans at, at yeah. FNL, and she'd go, <laughs> prepper. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that kind of thing. Now she's going, so we're going to rotate this one right. with, with that pantry right. to the one downstairs that has the other. You know, so, yeah. I mean, we're, we're thinking about it. Yeah, you, you have to because uh, desperate times bring desperate people. Yeah. And you'll have people that are that are men that and women, but men that are really, really great Christian nonviolent guys, but when it comes time to their family needing water or food, you're going to see those people change. Yeah, and so we have to think about that. We've got to protect our homes, uh, you know, strategically and through security, and then we've got to make sure that that our families are taken care of with food, water, and, and we're going to we are going to have some tough times in 2024. They're going to throw a lot of stuff at us with this election coming up. Yeah, they, they've and already shown that that track record. They are willing to divide. Yes and conquer and that's what it's all about and the only way they can conquer us is if they divide us that's right you know that's so right. and uh, mass confusion and yep and we don't know what's truth and what's lie and and it's just and their plan has come along very nicely yeah and it's planned people oh if yeah you, like i said we're not wearing tinfoil hats right we, we got our smart hats on because you better have it on mm-hmm. it, from here on out right not just this year and if we're wrong all we have is an abundance of food and water at the house yeah okay no big deal no big deal but yeah. if we're if we're right and you didn't prepare you're going to have problems. Your website, if people want to get a hold of you. T4 Tactics. The letter T, the number four tactics. Um, got a couple really good classes coming up. Got a really good one Tuesday. Okay. Uh, situation awareness coming up. All right. Marco Gabra, thank you so much for sitting in yeah, today thanks for, for Janet Rose. It's been fun. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.